Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to see the pictures in our minds for some of the best stories ever told. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Our story today is The Wonderful Pump by L. Frank Baum, and it shows us how showing off can get us into trouble. Now, if you can, take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it out. Now, we're ready for today's story. Remember to see the pictures in your head as you listen to the story. I hope you enjoy it. The Wonderful Pump by L. Frank Baum Not many years ago, there lived on a stony, barren New England farm a woman and a man. They were honest people, working hard from early morning until dark to enable them to secure a living on their poor land. Their house, a small one-storied building, stood upon the side of a steep hill, and the stones lay so thickly about it that scarce anything green could grow from the ground. At the foot of the hill, a quarter of a mile from the house, by the winding path, was a small brook and the woman went there for water, and then had to carry it up to the house. This was a tedious task, and with the other hard work that fell to her share, she was made strong but tired. Yet she never complained, but faithfully performed her daily work, carrying water and helping her husband hoe the scanty crop that grew upon the best part of their land. One day, as she walked down the path to the brook, her big shoes scattering the pebbles right and left, she noticed a large tortoise lying upon its back and struggling hard with its little legs to turn over, that its feet might again touch the ground. But this it could not accomplish. So the woman, who had a kind heart, reached down and gently turned the tortoise over with a hand. At once it scampered from the path and she went on to the brook. The next day, as she came for water, she was surprised to see the tortoise again lying upon its back and struggling helplessly to turn. Once more the woman stopped and set him upon his feet, and then, as she stooped over the tiny creature, she heard a small voice say, Oh, thank you, thank you so much for saving me. Half frightened at hearing a tortoise speak in her own language, the woman started back and exclaimed, My goodness, surely you can't talk like humans. Then, recovering from her alarm, she again bent over the tortoise who answered her, Why shouldn't I talk if I have something to say? Because you're a tortoise, replied the woman. That is true, and you saved my life, and this is the second time you have come to my assistance, so I owe you a debt of gratitude. Uh, reptiles value their lives as much as human beings, and I am a more important creature than you may suppose. But, but tell me, why do you come each day to the brook? For water, she answered, staring down at the talking tortoise. Isn't it hard work? The creature inquired. Yes, but there's no water on the hill, she said. Then dig a well and put a pump in it, replied the tortoise. She shook her head. 
My husband tried it once, but there was no water, she said sadly. Try it again, commanded the tortoise. And in return for your kindness to me, I will make this promise. If you do not get water from the well, you will get that which is even more precious to you. I must go now. Do not forget. Dig a well. And then, without pausing to say goodbye, the tortoise ran swiftly away and was lost among the stones. The woman returned to the house quite confused by what the tortoise had said, and when her husband came in from his work, she told him the whole story. The poor man thought deeply for a time, then declared, There may be truth in what the tortoise told you. Uh, There must be magic in the world yet if a tortoise can speak, and if there is such a thing as magic, we may get water from the well. The pump I bought to use in the well, which proved to be dry, is now lying in the barn, and the only expense in following the talking tortoise's advice will be the labor of digging the hole, labor I am used to, so I will dig the well. Next day he set about it, and dug so far down in the ground that he could hardly reach the top to climb out again, but not a drop of water was found. Perhaps you did not dig deep enough, his wife said when he told her of his failure. So the following day he made a long ladder which he put into the hole, and then he dug and dug and dug until the top of the ladder barely reached the top of the hole, but still there was no water. When the woman next went to the brook with her pail, she saw the tortoise. My husband has dug the well, but there is no water. Did he put the pump in the well? asked the tortoise. No, she answered. Then do as I commanded. Put in the pump, and if you do not get water, I promise you something still more precious. Saying which, the tortoise swiftly slid from the stone and disappeared. The woman went back to the house and told her husband what the creature had said. Well, replied the simple fellow, there can be no harm in trying. So he got the pump from the barn and placed it in the well, and then he took hold of the handle and began to pump while his wife stood by to watch what would happen. No water came, but after a few moments a gold piece dropped from the spout of the pump, and then another, and another, until several handfuls of gold lay in a little heap upon the ground. The man stopped pumping then and ran to help his wife gather the gold pieces into her apron, but their hands trembled so greatly through excitement and joy they could scarcely pick up the sparkling coins. At last they gathered them and ran to the house where they emptied the precious gold upon the table and counted the pieces. Some were worn and somewhat discolored from use, while others seemed bright and new as if they had not been handled ever. When the value of the pieces was added together, they were found to be worth hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Suddenly the woman spoke. 
The tortoise indeed declared we should get something more precious than water from the well, but we should run at once and take away the handle from the pump, lest anyone should pass this way and discover our secret. So the man ran to the pump and removed the handle which he carried to the house and hid underneath the bed. They hardly slept a wink that night, lying awake to think of their good fortune and what they should do with their store of yellow gold. In all their former lives they had never possessed more than a few dollars at a time, and now the cracked teapot was nearly full of cold coins. The following day was Monday, and they arose early and ran to see if their treasure was safe. There it lay, heaped snugly within the teapot, and they were so willing to feast their eyes upon it that it was long before they could leave it to build the fire or cook the breakfast. While they ate their simple meal, the woman said, We will go to the city hall meeting today and return thanks for the riches that have come to us so suddenly, and I will give the mayor one of the gold pieces. It is well enough to go to the town hall meeting, replied her husband, and also to return thanks. But in the night, I decided how we will spend all our money, so there will be none left for the mayor. Well, that is a decision we will have to make together, said the woman confidently. But we can always pump more. Perhaps and perhaps not. He answered cautiously. What we have we can depend on, but whether or not there will be more in the well, I cannot say. Then go and find out, she returned, for I am anxious to give something to the mayor who is a good woman and deserving. So the man got the pump handle from beneath the bed and, going to the pump, fitted it in place. Then he set a large wooden bucket under the spout and began to pump. To their joy, the gold pieces soon began flowing into the pail, and seeing it about to run over the brim, the woman brought another pail. But now the stream suddenly stopped, and the man said cheerfully, "'That is enough for today, good wife. We have added greatly to our treasure, and the mayor shall have her gold piece.' Indeed, I think I shall also put a coin into the contribution box. Then, because the teapot would hold no more gold, the farmer emptied the pail into the wood box, covering the money with dried leaves and twigs that no one might suspect what lay underneath. Afterward, they dressed themselves in their best clothing and started for the city hall, each taking a bright gold piece from the teapot as a gift to the mayor. Over the hill and down into the valley beyond, they walked, feeling so light-hearted they did not mind the distance at all. At last they came to the little country town hall and entered just as the meeting began. Being proud of their wealth and of the gifts they had brought for the mayor, they could scarcely wait for the moment to announce their donation. At last the time came, and the farmer held his hand high over the box and dropped the gold piece so that all of the town hall participants could see what he had given. The woman did likewise, feeling important and happy at being able to give the good mayor so much. 
The mayor saw the gold drop into the box and could hardly believe her eyes. However, when the box was laid upon her desk, there were indeed two gold pieces. When the people were leaving the city hall at the close of the meeting, the good mayor stopped the man and the woman and asked, oh, Where did you get so much gold? The woman gladly told her how she had rescued the tortoise and how, in return, they had been rewarded with a wonderful pump. The mayor listened to it all gravely, and when the story was finished, she said, According to tradition, strange things happened in this world ages ago, and now I find that strange things may also happen today. For by your tale you have found a tortoise that can speak and also has power to bestow upon you great wealth. Then she carefully looked at the gold pieces and continued, Either this money is fairy gold or it is genuine metal, stamped as official currency. If it is fairy gold, it will disappear within 24 hours and will therefore do no one any good. If it is real money, then your tortoise must have robbed some of the gold and placed it in your well. For all money belongs to someone, and if you have not earned it honestly but have come by it in the mysterious ways you mention, it was surely taken from the persons who owned it without their consent. Where else could real money come from? The man and the woman were confused by this statement and looked guiltily at each other, for they were honest people and wished to wrong no one. Then you think the tortoise stole the money? asked the woman. By magic powers, it probably took it from its rightful owners. Even reptiles which can speak have no consciences and cannot tell the difference between right and wrong. With the desire to reward you for your kindness, the tortoise took from its lawful possessors the money you pumped from the well. Uh, perhaps it really is fairy gold, suggested the man. If so, we must go to the town and spend the money before it disappears. That would be wrong, answered the mayor, for then the merchants would neither have money nor goods. To give them fairy gold would be to rob them. What then shall we do? asked the poor woman, wringing her hands with grief and disappointment. Go home and wait until tomorrow. If the gold is then in your possession, it is real money and not fairy gold. But if it is real money, you must try to restore it to its rightful owners. Take also these pieces which you have given me, for I cannot accept gold that is not honestly come by. Sadly, the poor people returned to their home, being greatly disturbed by what they had heard. Another sleepless night was passed, and on Monday morning they arose at daylight and ran to see if the gold was still visible. It is not real money after all, cried the man, for not a single piece has disappeared. When the woman went to the brook that day, she looked 
for the tortoise, and sure enough, there it sat upon the flat stone. Are you happy now? asked the tortoise as the woman paused before him. We are very unhappy, she answered. For although you have given us much gold, our good mayor says it surely belongs to someone else and was stolen by you to reward us. Your mayor may be a good woman, returned the tortoise with some indignation. But she certainly is not overly wise. Nevertheless, if you do not want the gold, I can take it from you as easily as I gave it. We'll be right back. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. But we do want it, cried the woman fearfully. That is, if it is honestly come by. It is not stolen, replied the tortoise sulkily, and now belongs to no one but yourselves. When you saved my life, I thought how I might reward you, and knowing you to be poor, I decided gold would make you happier than anything else. You must know, the tortoise continued, that although I appear so small and insignificant, I am the chief of all the reptiles, and my people obey my slightest wish. Living as they do close to the ground, the reptiles often come across gold and other pieces of money which have been lost by humans and have fallen into cracks or crevices or become covered with earth or hidden by grass or weeds. Whenever my people find money in this way, they report the fact to me. But I have always let it lie, because it could be of no possible use to a reptile. However, when I decided to give you gold, I knew just where to obtain it without robbing any of your fellow creatures. Thousands of reptiles were at once sent by me in every direction to bring the pieces of lost gold to this hill. It cost my people several days of hard labor, as you may suppose. But by the time your husband had finished the well, the gold began to arrive from all all parts of the country, and during the night my subjects dumped it all into the well. So you may use it with a clear conscience, knowing that you wrong no one. This explanation delighted the woman, and when she returned to the house and reported to her husband what the tortoise had said, he was also overjoyed. So they at once took a number of gold pieces and went to the town to purchase provisions and clothing, and many things of which they had long stood in need. But so proud were they of their newly acquired wealth that they took no pains to conceal it. They wanted everyone to know they had money, and so it was no wonder 
that when some of the more wicked people in the village saw the gold, they longed to possess it for themselves. If they spend this money so freely, whispered one to another, there must be a great store of gold at their home. That is true, was the answer. Let us hasten there before they return and go through the house. So the wicked people left the village and hurried away to the farm on the hill where they broke down the door and turned everything topsy-turvy until they had discovered the gold in the wood box and the teapot. It did not take them long to make this into bundles which they slung upon their backs and carried off and it was probably because they were in a great hurry that they did not stop to put the house in order again. Presently the good woman and her husband came up the hill from the village with their arms full of bundles and followed by a crowd of small boys who had been hired to help carry the purchases. Then followed others, youngsters and country folk, attracted by the wealth and flashiness of the pair, who, from simple curiosity, trailed along behind like the tail of a comet and helped swell the concourse into a triumphant procession. Last of all came Mr. Guggins, the shopkeeper, carrying with much tenderness a new silk dress which was to be paid for when they reached the house, all the money they had taken to the village having been lavishly spent. The farmer, who had formerly been a modest man, was now so swelled with pride that he tipped the rim of his hat over his left ear and smoked a big cigar that was fast making him ill. His wife strutted along beside him like a peacock, enjoying to the full the admiration and respect her wealth had won from those who formerly deigned not to notice her, and glancing from time to time at the admiring procession in the rear. But alas, for their newborn pride, when they reached the farmhouse, they found the door broken in, the furniture strewn in all directions, and their treasure stolen to the very last gold piece. The crowd grinned and made slighting remarks of a personal nature, and Mr. Guggins, the shopkeeper, demanded in a loud voice the money for the silk dress he had brought. Then the woman whispered to her husband to run and pump some more gold, while she kept the crowd quiet, and he obeyed quickly. But after a few moments he returned with a white face to tell her the pump was dry, and not a gold piece could now be coaxed from the spout. The procession marched back to the village, laughing and jeering at the farmer and his wife, who had pretended to be so rich, and some of the boys were naughty enough to throw stones at the house from the top of the hill. Mr. Guggins carried away his dress after severely scolding the woman for deceiving him, and when the couple at last found themselves alone, their pride had turned to humiliation and their joy to bitter grief. Just before sundown, the woman dried her eyes and, having resumed her ordinary attire, went to the brook for water. When she came to the flat stone, she saw the chief tortoise sitting upon it. The well is dry, she cried out angrily. Yes, 
answered the tortoise calmly. You have pumped from it all the gold my people could find. But now we are ruined, said the woman, sitting in the path, beginning to weep. For robbers have stolen from us every penny we possessed. Oh, I'm sorry, returned the tortoise. But it is your own fault. Had you not made so great a show of your wealth, no one would have suspected you possessed a treasure or thought to rob you. As it is, you have merely lost the gold which others have lost before you. It will probably be lost many times more before the world stops turning. But what are we to do now? she asked. What did you do before I gave you the money? We worked from morning till night, she said. Then work still remains for you, remarked the tortoise composedly. No one will ever try to rob you of that, you may be sure. And the tortoise slid from the stone and disappeared for the last time. The End I hope you enjoyed the wonderful pump as much as I enjoyed reading it to you. It just goes to show how sometimes even just a little is enough. Thanks so much for joining us today, and special thanks as always to our dear friend Paxton Stanley for his fantastic music. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now.